0: Welcome back to Pick Up the Phone. This is Camelia, and today we have a caller on the line. Who are we speaking with?
1: Hello, it's Augustine.
0: Hey, Augustine. Welcome to the pod.
1: Thanks for having me.
0: Um, about five seconds before we started recording, Augustine told me to edit him into sounding like an asshole, and challenge accepted.
1: Great. <laughs> I'm excited to hear this.
0: <laughs> so we haven't seen each other for quite a while, because you've had a really busy summer. And I honestly kind of haven't, but (laughs) let's talk about yours. What have you been up to this summer? Like you've been traveling all over.
1: Yeah. So I, well, first of all, I had a summer class, which was kind of boring. Uh, So we'll (laughs) skip over that part. Um, But then right, like immediately after that finished, I flew out to Minnesota to join my friends who were on a cross country bike tour. And so I biked all the way from Minnesota to uh, Washington, Uh, actually specifically Cape Flattery, which is the most Western point of the continental U.S.
0: Cape Flattery? Mm-hmm. Like, you need to be really nice to the cape mm-hmm. to suck up to it?
1: Mm-hmm. Just like that, yep.
0: Why is it called that? Do you know? No idea. How did you decide that, like, biking across the U.S. was a thing that you wanted to do?
1: A couple of my friends did it, uh, like, when we were in high school. And, you know, I thought, like, you know, like I kind of like big adventures um, and kind of things that are, like... <laughs> yes, you do. A little bit, like, two grand, like, things that, like, you know what, like, something's probably going to go wrong here, but we'll do it anyway. Um, and so at that point, I kind of decided, like...
0: Well, I feel like you like projects. Like, you don't you don't ever, like, half get into something. You're like, I'm going to do it. And also, here's my huge milestone <laughs> that I'm going to hit.
1: Yeah, that, that's that's pretty much it. Um, and so, like, that was, like, one of the big things that I wanted to do. And so when this opportunity came up, I was like, yeah, sure. Like, it really didn't take much convincing.
0: So you flew out to Minnesota. You were joining a group that was biking across the U.S., right? Mm-hmm. Yes. Yes. What happened when you first got out there? Like, how did you feel on your first day?
1: So the first couple of days, I was actually riding solo. Um, they weren't due to like get to where I was for a few few days. So I I went up the coast of uh, Minnesota, like on Lake Superior, which is super beautiful. Um, and I didn't even see like the actual like really pretty parts. It's it's quite fantastic. Highly recommend. And then I went down kind of on the Southern shore and like into Wisconsin and I met them. They were doing like, a, uh, I think like a hundred mile a day when I met them and I, I met them like you know, 20 miles out. So I was pretty, I was feeling pretty fresh. And so I rode the last 20 miles of that day and we stopped in a town called Iron River, Wisconsin. When when we got to Iron River, we like went to this motel, unpacked, kind of chilled out, went out, got some dinner. And then because we had a breakthrough the next day, we, we had some bars, uh some small town minutes or Wisconsin bars. And uh it was kind of a lot. <laughs> um I think that was like uh, the most they drank in but I w- but I didn't know that and I was like, God, is it gonna be like this like every night? And like it was like round after round after round. Uh it's it quite a lot. Uh, we played trivia. Uh we lost very hard. Um it was it was meant for like kind of like adults, adult trivia like was, like stuff from like the 1940s and 30s and we were like yeah no like, we don't like none of us know any history so, also none of us are good at trivia so I that was also a thing oh
0: yeah i'm really bad at trivia also i kind of don't trust people who are good at it
1: yeah you spend a lot of time like memorizing like weird it's, facts
0: like, I, I don't think i'm stupid i think i like know a fair amount of things but trivia is just like so weird and obscure mm-hmm This is Camellia. Please pick up the phone. How do you even attempt to get in shape for biking a hundred miles a day?
1: So we didn't bike hundred miles a day every day. Um but um
0: Okay, what what did the splits of miles like how did that work to keep you guys going? We
1: were averaging about seventy-five miles a day. Okay. Um yeah, so some days a little less, some days a little bit more. And to like get in shape for that, like you just have to you just have to be riding a good amount. Like if you can ride, uh, one day, uh, like a 70 or 80 miles in like one shot, um, at any pace, really, you'd be pretty set to go across the country, I'd say, because the, the style of riding is low and slow. So you just kind of like, you just pick a pace that you can pedal for all day. And, and the bike is great because you have gears. So you can make it easier for yourself or harder for yourself. Depending on, you know, if you're going up a hill, you make it easier. If you're going down a hill, you could not pedal or you could also like make it harder and go faster. Mm -hmm. Yeah.
0: So you guys were kind of like intentionally not going, you know, all out super fast to like conserve energy throughout the day?
1: Yeah. So you, I mean, there's like a certain pace, right? So for for shorter days, maybe we could go a little faster, right? But for longer Mm -hmm. days, like for like a hundred mile days. Like that's, that's when you really have to start thinking about, you know, pace, fueling, um, like, on, like food that you're eating, drinking. Um, right. And like,
0: how long does it take you to do that? Like how many hours a day were you biking?
1: In general, I'd say like, maybe like six on average, five to six on average.
0: That's a lot of hours. That's, a, that's like mostly a full-time job of biking.
1: And, and that's exactly what it was. Like you, we woke right. up, ate a little bit of breakfast and just hop on the bike.
0: Yeah. Mm -hmm. Did it get tedious at all? Like, did you hit a point where you were like, I'm a little tired of biking? (laughs)
1: Um, Sometimes, like, if you, uh, like, if there's not a lot to look at, um, like, in, like, the North Dakota area and, like, a little (laughs) bit of Montana, it got pretty challenging mentally.
0: Yeah. Was, Was that the worst part of it for you? The really tedious, like, hours of staring at nothing?
1: Yeah. Um, North Dakota is most challenging for sure. There's not a lot of variation in the terrain. Uh, there's some small parts of North Dakota where it's like it's like the badlands where you have like these mm-hmm. wild like kind of undulating hills that you can see on for for miles. that's really cool but that's only a small sliver like most of it's like pretty plain. And also there's a huge headwind um, like or there's like a, a major wind so we were going against mm-hmm. the wind so almost every day we had a headwind.
0: Oof, yeah, I am not jealous of that in any way. <laughs> Do they have any, okay, did you see any good billboards across America? Because this is, like, kind of my favorite thing that the U.S. does. Is just, like, you can really tell where you are in the country by, like, what kind of weird the billboards are.
1: The weirdest ones, um, this might not, this probably won't shock you, but it was always very religious and very Christian. Oh,
0: yeah, um, it's always like, Jesus wants you to have me as your lawyer.
1: Yeah, pretty much. Um, and like, just like huge, like pi- like billboards of Jesus. Like, it was just like absurd. I took a picture of a couple of them because um, they were just so funny.
0: So, if that was like maybe the low points of states just being like super boring, mm-hmm. what was what were the high points of like geographically, or you know?
1: <laughs> so the high points for me were like the literal high points, like whenever we were um, doing <laughs> like large climbs. So on the west coast, like the mountains get pretty long and, and large. Um, so you could be going up a hill for two hours at a time, maybe even three. Um, and those were just a lot of fun for me. Um, just because like, you, like, you know, like, you're working hard and, and a lot mm-hmm. of times those places are, are really pretty. Um, like the, the mountains, the first one we had was Glacier in Glacier National Park and that was just absolutely gorgeous. And then the best part about those,
0: I've uh, wanted to see Glacier so bad. Oh
1: my God. It's, it's pretty great. And the best part about climbing for that long is that once you get to the top, it's just downhill for like mm-hmm. half an hour or an hour. Yeah. Um, and that's also a lot of fun. You just like get a like blast down a hill and like, the speed is, is pretty fun.
0: Yeah, that's fun. Any states or cities that you've discovered is like your new favorite or places you want to go back to? I
1: never thought I'd say I want to live in Idaho, but I want to live in Idaho.
0: I have a friend from Idaho who's going to be so happy about that.
1: (laughs) We uh, had a break day in a town called Sandpoint, Idaho.
0: Oh my God. That's where she's from. Wait, really? Yes.
1: It's, it's awesome.
0: She's always talking about it. Oh no,
1: as she (laughs) should. It's great. (laughs) Um, basically like the main street downtown, um, is kind of lawless. There aren't really any stoplights. Um, so you just like (laughs) walk across the street and like cars stop. It's kind of fun. Um, there's a lake there where me and another of the bike tour people, uh, we successfully tried to get in trouble as fast as we could because there's lifeguards. Um,
0: <laughs> what did you do?
1: There's a, there's a floating dock um, in the middle of like this lake, and there's these kids playing on it, but they're all on one side. So the dock was kind of like lifted out of the water a little bit, not by much. so was like, all right, let's go to the dock. I got a plan. So we swim to the dock, we get on it. I was like, okay, stand here, like pointing to where all the kids were. So the dock like even lifted up like, even higher out of the water. And I just start running. <laughs> and then I was like, I, I guess I got to jump now. I don't know. So then like, as I'm jumping, I'm doing like a diving board jump, but like, it didn't work because it's a dock, not a diving board. Um, and then when I was in the air, I was like, I'm in the air now, what do I do? And then I was like, I guess I'll flip. It didn't work because I decided too late. So I landed right on my back. Right when I got out of the water, the lifeguard with their megaphone was like, no jumping off the dock.
0: (laughs) I like that you were trying so hard to get in trouble, but then it's, like, not even exciting (laughs) because they're so boring about it. They're not like, no, you, young man. They're like, no, running. (laughs) Um, any other small town wrecks?
1: There's this town in Montana called Jordan. It's about six blocks big. So that's everything. That's housing, like, motels. Gas station, two bars, a grocery store, and like a hardware store.
0: I like that there's one grocery store, but two bars. Like six blocks, two bars. Like that town knows its priorities.
1: The bars are a block apart. <laughs> it's kind of a an oasis in the middle of nowhere. There's like no town or services really anywhere for seventy miles, like at the very least, like surrounding this Jordan wow. t- town. Yeah, um, the people there are, are like, hilarious and super weird. We, uh, we did a bar crawl. So, to the first bar and then the second bar. <laughs>
0: you can literally crawl from one bar to the other. That's how close they are. Exactly.
1: There's this guy called that we met at the second bar. A horrible person. And he's probably just super proud that he's making it onto like a podcast right now. Um, <laughs> one of his main goals was to get to New York and stand on a bridge and pretend he's going to jump. And, uh, and then he's like,
0: that's not where I thought you oh, were going. No,
1: no, no. He's, he's, Very strange and then he's like he's like yeah then the people are just gonna give me money because they don't want me to jump and then once i have enough money then i'll just like go home and like ball out
0: i like the um, that so much thought has gone into this plan but also no thought has gone into this plan you know
1: oh yeah and and it just kept on coming coming like he like
0: yeah like who's gonna tell him that that's not how that works no
1: one says it's funny (laughs) i know um he kept on telling stories oh, about his ex-wife, and then it, like it just kept going on like his second ex-wife, his third ex-wife, his fit, like. And at this point, like you're like, how many it's, ex-wives
0: has he dated? The whole uh, town,
1: m- maybe even to the surrounding towns. And then same bar, same same bench. There was his, uh, these other locals, and there was like another bike uh, packer uh, group that was in the town same, same time as us. And one of the one of those guys was like, he's got any weed?" Um, and this this couple were like yeah anything you want uh, and he's like yeah and then, so he's from the west coast so he's like used to like um, like dispensaries mm-hmm. and stuff so he like list, like spouts off like yeah you got any like indica like butter or vape juice or or, or whatever and the, the couple looks so confused <laughs> and then he's like okay okay like, like what do you have like is it indica is it sativa like, like trying like you know it, it's, p- it's pared down a little bit and they're like uh Honestly, yeah, we don't know. We just have, like, this. <laughs> so it went from, like, anything you want to, like, we don't know what this is, but here you go.
0: <laughs> anything you want, as long as it's this one bag of questionable weed.
1: Yeah, so, like, it was... Did they take it? Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh-huh. It was a
0: oh, super funny. Good, it?
1: But the best part about Jordan was the grocery store. So by this point, we've, like, it's been, like, a couple of days since, like, of, like, just straight gas station food and like really shitty grocery stores but this grocery store is the first one in a while that was like actually like a normal grocery store so to us it was like an oasis so it had like a great selection of like you know like fresh like vegetables and food and whatever like the aisles were like stocked with like some like actually like stuff that you'd normally buy at a grocery store so we had we had a lot of fun balling out there
0: oh that's fun i i love a grocery store yeah
1: i mean you were just talking about how much you love them and how this podcast has turned into a grocery store podcast
0: yeah i didn't realize that not everyone had so many thoughts about grocery stores i thought we all did and then i realized that i think that's a me thing
1: i'll talk grocery stores too any day of the week
0: yeah but we're the same kind of weird so that doesn't surprise me that's fair that's fair how did you figure out like where through the u.s you're gonna go and like where you're gonna stay like how does that work when you're do you figure it out as you go or do you like plan it all out ahead of time
1: so there is like kind of like a master plan that the guy who organized the whole trip made he biked across the country a couple times before and so he had a a decent idea of like where to go and and whatnot and there's also a thing called the adventure Mm -hmm. cycling association which like has like pre-planned routes of like you know like you want to do a big trip here are a couple options for you um, and so we did part of that. And then before I joined, they did kind of like their own thing, like going from McMaine into Canada and whatnot.
0: Oh, interesting. So you had stuck really like North.
1: Yeah, it was more of a Northern route. Um, so we stick to like Northern States and, and whatnot. And for places to stay, there's like a couple options. We had tents. So we'd stay at campsites quite a bit. Um, mm-hmm. sometimes we would stay at, like hotels if like the next day was like a break day, um, or hotels and, um, Airbnbs, um. One of the kids on the trip, her parents came for, like, a week, and they kind of, like, pampered us a good bit. Like, you know, Airbnb or a hotel or that's or whatever. So that was a lot yeah. of fun.
0: Yeah, so did you guys plan all of it in advance, or you, like, kind of just ended up where you ended up that night? Yeah, so... In terms of lodging, yeah.
1: There was sort of, like, general, like, ideas of, like, you know, there's camps that's here and, and whatever. Mm-hmm. And, and since I had done this before, we kind of, like, left a good portion of that to him. Um, but generally it was like kind of like a day or two days, like maximum three days in advance of like thinking about where we would stay. Um, another thing that we did was getting hosted. There's this website called Warm Shower where, um, it's specifically for bike tours. Yeah, I know. It's kind of funny.
0: I know that's supposed to be nice, but something about that sounds creepy.
1: And so, yeah, people who like open up their house and, and whatever to like people who are are bike touring anywhere and um kind of like just just hang out with them and it's kind of fun uh sometimes they like feed you which is really nice the bare minimum is like a place to sleep and like a shower and mm-hmm. potentially laundry
0: can you talk about the weirdest place you stayed weirdest the monastery
1: oh, the mo- i love the monastery <laughs> the monastery is pretty sick we were greeted by brother simeon who was super nice um and he was like I don't know, like maybe like 40, 45 years old um, and turned out to be like the youngest monk at, by like 20 years. Um, so he he was really nice and like, uh, like the rooms in the monastery were awesome. Like the bed is great, um, super comfortable. I actually slept in like this reclining chair for like old people. So it was like really comfortable and like it was it was um, like electric, but it also, it's all it, in addition to going backwards, it also went forward. So
0: you could, like, fold yourself in half?
1: No, 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 no. It, it would, like, arc forward a little bit, so it would, like, be easier to get out of the chair.
0: <laughs> oh. Wow, that's really for old people. <laughs> yeah,
1: it was. <laughs> but it was super comfortable.
0: I was picturing it just, like, folding you oh, like, into, like, Like a <laughs> taco? Sandwich. <laughs> yes.
1: Uh-huh. And no, it kind of, like, cradled you up.
0: That's funny.
1: I went to mass there for, the. Like, the first time in years, just cause I was curious. Um, they invited us. And, um, there was one guy sitting behind me who was like, sing all this, for, for those of you who don't know, like, about mass, like, there's a lot of, like, songs and, and, like, kind of like, call on responses.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And one guy who's sitting behind me, I don't know if he was, like, trying to do this, but he would, every time he, like, spoke anything, it would be, like, in a really spooky voice. Um, one of the responses and, like, and with your spirit, and be like, and with your
0: spirit. i don't know if you've ever seen but there's this one snl sketch that's about like how all the people at church are like a cast of characters and one of the people was basically like the the like old person who's really overly invested and they're like every single thing they're like peace be with you and also with you and you're like oh my god (laughs) yeah every every service has to have one
1: Another thing that was really weird so in, in you know Christian uh church there's um communion and so that's kind of like the bread is like symbolizes the body of Christ and the wine symbolizes his blood. Mm-hmm. Generally the the wine is like a red wine because you know red blood makes a lot of sense. Mm-hmm. This time around it was white wine. What? I've
0: never seen white wine.
1: I know, right? Hmm. I don't I don't know.
0: They're like, and this is to symbolize the plasma of Christ.
1: I don't know, platelets or something. I don't know. Very weird, yeah. And then after the communion was finished, um, these old monks, I overheard them saying something. Um, and one person was like, I think they saw that there wasn't that much wine left in the cup. And they're like, mm, the kids are thirsty today.
0: <laughs> and like, it's
1: funny because he's like 80 years old. and He's talking to kids like the, the people that are 60 years old.
0: Oh, I thought he was talking about you guys. No. (laughs) The kids are thirsty today.
1: Immediately after mass, we had dinner. Um, And it was like the most Midwest dinner you could ever have. Mm -hmm. Um, But also like with an old person twist. Um, So for dinner, it's like brats, scallop potatoes, um, and like a taco salad. It was like kind of like the main stuff that they had to offer as a kind of cafeteria style. Um, But then the thing that really got me and like I almost started laughing was they had these big bowls of jello for what I can only assume it's like for like the old people that like have a hard time like chewing or yeah digesting stuff
0: okay what kind of jello was it
1: Uh, green
0: okay classic (laughs) so how did you feel when you finished like this is such a big accomplishment and also you've been like working up to it for a while so yeah how does that feel when you like finish your last day and got to like go home knowing you've done this thing
1: it was, it was weird finishing. Um, cause like it's all like at that point, it's the only thing I've been doing for like a month was mm-hmm. just waking up, biking, and eating really. Um, <laughs> once we finished, it was like kind of like I didn't really feel anything that much because I was like, my, my head was already like in the space, like, oh, I'm just gonna wake up tomorrow, like, bike again. Like, that's exactly what I'm gonna do. Yeah.
0: Plus, it's kind of hard to compare to a huge grand adventure like that. And then you just gotta wake up in your room again.
1: We, we had like a Airbnb, so it was like us and like, Oh, everyone's like family, um, kind of like came out to th- for the finish, like mm-hmm. for fun. Um, and so there's like an Airbnb in a town close by to the finish. And we had like a whole rest day there, um, just kind of enjoying soaking it all in.
0: Wow, that's so cool. Okay. And, and also for those of you guys who don't know, like, this is so in character for and all of it, like, doing this humongous thing, but also like, the trying to get in trouble at the dock and the like meeting all of these like crazy characters across the U.S. Like of all the people I know, I feel like you always have like a crazy story, like fun thing going on. And I love that about you. I feel like you just like bring your own energy to like whatever you're doing.
1: I think like, at a certain point, like you like, you got to make your own fun right? Mm-hmm. Like, if you want to do something, like, if you're thinking, like, hmm, this would be cool to do, right? Like, it, it could be anything. It could be, like, making a scrapbook or biking across the country. Like, it it doesn't <laughs> matter, like, what it is. Um, Or, like, sometimes you just could be, like, why not now? Like, let's go. Let's do it. Um, and just kind of start. Because um, that, that's always, like, the hardest thing for, for myself is, like, I want to do a lot, a lot of these things. But, like, getting to the start line, I think, is, like, the hardest part of it.
0: Yeah, I I feel the same way about like make your own fun is one of my personal. I don't want to say mantras, that sounds culty, but like it's that's something that I believe in a lot. I think it's important also because like there's a lot of times in your life when like you're not always doing exactly what you want. I mean, most people are never doing like exactly what they want. Yeah. You know, there's always some things that you wish you didn't have to do that you do, whether that's like you're a student full-time and you know, you're trying to get to the next phase in your life or um you haven't like met friends that you get along with as much or your job isn't quite what you want or something or you don't like love the city that you're in as much but i think that it's like even if it's not everything you want like obviously you can work to change your situation but like well if if you can't change your situation you might as well try to enjoy the parts that you can instead of like mm-hmm. making the whole thing be awful
1: my favorite quote in like that realm is um life is like 10 percent what happens to you and 90 percent how you react mm-hmm. so like you know like Obviously, like, if you're, like, an extremely, like, shitty shit situation, like, it's it's kind of hard to, like, be happy. But, like, any time when there's, like, a hard, like, a, a harder than normal time, how you react is, like, how you sort of remember that experience, I think.
0: I agree, although I also have never been in, like, an extremely awful situation. Yeah. So I definitely think that there's a difference between, like, oh, no, I wish that my, like, job was better Or, like, I had more friends and, like, genuinely life is just taking it out on you. So I can't, you know, I I won't speak to, you know, like, there are obviously sometimes where it's hard to just, like, look on the bright side. But I think it's more than just, like, oh, smile about it and be positive. Like, that's not what either of us are saying. It's, like, if you can, you know, for example, you've done with hobbies, it's, like, you can find something else that brings more joy into your life and, like, allows you to feel fulfilled even if your main thing isn't like as fulfilling or as exciting for you.
1: Mm -hmm. Yeah, totally.
0: Um, And it doesn't even always have to be a hobby either. I figured Augustine and I are notorious for like wreaking havoc on every place that we go to. Like something about our combined energy, we just like feed off of each other too much. And so I like wanted to get the chance to share with everyone, like just... The absolute, like, terror we have enacted on people.
1: <laughs> it's it's so weird. I, I don't know how we do it. Um,
0: also, it happens every place we go. It kind of does. Where we cause, like, a major scene somewhere.
1: We're both, like, having, like, too much fun that we, like, don't see any context clues.
0: But also, I will say, we're both, like, respectful people. Which is, I think, what makes it funnier is, like, at no point have we been trying to, like, cause disaster. It just happens.
1: It's just really funny and just so awkward.
0: Do you want to tell the Durham one?
1: Sure. Cami comes down to, to visit me. I I live close to this town called Durham, North Carolina. And so it's a small city. And so mm-hmm. we kind of just like went out, like walked around, like had lunch. Like, we went to like all these murals.
0: We spent the day trying to take a picture with every single mural in the city. <laughs> and I honestly think we did it
1: yeah i think it was like several hours that we were out yeah. like we went to like the, the far end of the city and like walked all the way back like we spent a long time mm-hmm. there and so we wrap up the day like i was like showing Cam like this like fun little like walking area um with like all these shops and and whatever and i was like oh yeah like that's like a, the burt's bees like store in place and um because i didn't know any but be- better like they flew um like Bert's cabin from like, I think he started the company or like started something in like Maine or whatever. Like they shipped that all the way out and like they brought it there. And like, it's kind of like a little museum slash like memorial to the start of the company. Cause that's where the headquarters is. Now. And so like we go to the door, doors locked.
0: Okay. Wait, 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 I want to add context also for why this is a little less our fault. So I look in the window. Burt's bees also, if you don't know, sells like kind of like cosmetics. So we can see like the, the windows are glass and we can like look in and see product. So it looks like a little mini like store. Yeah, that also is attached to the headquarters.
1: We didn't know it was a headquarters. So we only saw this store yes. like in, in the window. So we were like, "Oh, let's go like hang out in the Burt's Bees store." And so we like go to the door and it's locked. And so we're like, "Oh, okay, this is weird." But like the lights are on, so we knock on the door um, and we get buzzed in by like the um, person at the front desk. And he's like, "You know, this is the headquarters, right?"
0: Okay, wait, wait, wait. It, they were so much more dramatic about it than that, though. And they started with just being like, what's your business here? And so we were like, oh, like, we just saw the Burt's Bees products and we thought, you know, we thought it would be cool to come check out Burt's Bees if you guys are open like that. you know, we were just like very innocent about it. And then the security guard is like, this is the Burt's Bees headquarters that you are trespassing. And I remember they kept saying that because we repeated it for Months after, they were like the Bertsbees said, <laughs> the Bertsbees. You cannot just come in here with no business, expecting to look around. Like, and we were like, "Oh my god!" D-
1: didn't they tell us to go out a different door than we came in? Yes,
0: they were like, "You have to get out of here." <laughs> like,
1: <laughs> they're like, "You can't go out that door that you came in. You have to go out this side door right here." <laughs> like, oh, okay.
0: Okay, and then we wreaked honestly even worse havoc another time also in North Carolina.
1: Oh, that was so bad.
0: We so we were in like a small town. And what happened is we had like been at an orchard in the morning, so and it had rained, so basically we were a little muddy. Um, and then we were like kind of walking around this small town, and we decided to go into this like antique jewelry shop, and um, we were just like looking around. You know, I'm like trying on. I don't know, the earrings or whatever.
1: We didn't realize, like, how muddy our, sh- our shoes were. We were, like, you know, walking around, like, kind of browsing. The shop owner looks down, like, for, like, half a second and then just freaks out. She's like, I just installed this carpet, like, one week ago. Like, I had it professionally clean. Like, I'm gonna have to clean it now. Like, you guys can stay in the store, but you have to take off your shoes, like, outside and just, like, walk around. Like, and we were like, oh, oh my, like, she went off about, like, the the muddy like like, shoes my
0: four thousand dollar carpet
1: the new carpet was a really big deal
0: oh my god she was like screaming at us
1: it was a lot but
0: then she yeah but then she like kind of backtracked and realized that we were like actual people who were in her store like looking to buy things and then she was like you can actually stay but you have to take your shoes off and hold them in your hands (laughs) and we were like we're gonna go also you can definitely clean mud out of a carpet like i do feel bad yeah but like if you own a store, I feel like people tracking in things under shoes is like a very common issue.
1: You can rent like the rug doctors
0: or like have hardwood.
1: Yeah, like maybe like which not I feel like, carpet.
0: Is, like, like I feel like people commonly have like drinks in it like I, that's a very common thing for a shop owner have to yeah. deal with, which is annoying that I'm sure like fucking kids come in and like spill their food or whatever. but like I'm sure it happens all the time.
1: Yeah, I'm not really sure why she had carpet because I feel like most stores don't.
0: Right, exactly. Mm-hmm. But I don't know. She she was like fully screaming at us and we were like B-b-b-b-b-b-bye. Have we wreaked other havoc? Do we do anything
1: in DC? We did we had like that kind of like bar crawling night where we were like uh getting drinks at this really fancy like this oh the Michelin star Italian restaurant <laughs> and like <laughs> the the bartender um was like from Italy and like he was like really nice and then just started like talking to us for like like 10 minutes and but I think a lot of it was was he like kind of like flirting with you or or something
0: listen I have been trying to go back there this man (laughs) was going to be my Italian husband and obviously he blocked me so hard (laughs) No, it's not your fault. But the thing is, Augustine went to the bathroom and this super hot Italian bartender starts talking to me and I was like, oh my god, is he hitting on me? Like, am I doing it right now? And then Augustine came back and also we were sharing a drink because we wanted to like go to several bars but we didn't want to get like drunk so we were like splitting a drink and so it was like we could not look more like we were a couple and he was like, oh, hi. And I was like, I was about ready to like shove you back off your chair.
1: It would have been funny.
0: But also I like dug myself into a hole because- guy was like oh i'm italian blah, blah blah and i was like oh yeah i'm italian like you know i i like blah blah this and this and he was like oh you're italian and starts spewing out like rapid fire italian Do you that was that? really
1: funny i kind of understood but you didn't
0: <laughs> okay well
1: <laughs> i like just like took in an intro to italian so i like, kind of understood like got picked up every like fourth word
0: i am italian american and no no italian and he was italian had very recently moved to the U.S. from Italy, um, which is very different, and I, and I had to really backtrack and be like, "Oh, I know." Okay. Also, in that bar, though, we stole that whiskey. In
1: oh yeah, because because you were sitting right beside this like little tiny like um fake like barrel. It looked like just like decoration of like a, a whiskey barrel with like kind of like this like uh-huh. like spigot on it. But you put your like cup or like no, you just turned it and like liquid came out, <laughs> and then like you're like, oh. And so we put our like our, our cup in there, our, our shared drink, and like filled it up a little bit. Mm-hmm. And it was like actually yeah. strong and good whiskey.
0: <laughs> okay, I also wanted to ask you about like, not only just the the way to like bring fun to situations, but I feel like that also plays into kind of just like being able to figure out your own path and like trying to pursue what's good for you and not just following like what you think you're supposed to do so i guess like for everyone augustine took a um it was two semesters right it
1: was a semester but like a semester and a summer and it was two summers in a semester
0: oh okay yeah but augustine took like a semester off of college to work a like full-time job and is like now taking a fifth year at school. And so I wanted to ask you to talk about your thoughts on that because I feel like pausing school to work is something that's, like, really common, but people, like, kind of feel uncomfortable about sometimes. And people can feel like if you take more than your, like, allotted four years, it's, like, a bad sign, which I don't think at all. I think that there's so, so many different ways to go through school. Like, so many people choose, you know, college or not college or different post-high school tracks, and, like, you can do it at whatever pace you want. But I think that it's an easy thing to feel that if you like are not on the same timeline and same schedule as other people that like you're behind. So like, have you ever felt that? Or like, how do you, how did you, how do you yeah, deal
1: with I don't, that? I right. was kind of like glad and like kind of happy about that, taking like, that, the internship during, instead of like going to school. Um, I already worked in this company before, like I had a summer with them. And so I was just, I knew like I, I would have like meaningful and valuable work. Um, and it kind of related to like my degree and I never really saw like taking like a, more time to graduate as like a bad thing. Um, I actually kind of saw it like as a good thing. Uh, it allowed me to like kind of break up like a, a very, like what generally is like a hard, sem- like a super hard semester like, into like two parts, mm-hmm. which, uh, a lot, would, it allowed me to like kind of go through school, at, like an easier pace. Like, um, uh, my classmates, they were like, Going through all the, all the hard classes at the same time when I was only taking half of them. And so I was able mm-hmm. to like, that yeah, like really actually nice. enjoy. Um, I, I mean, I still had a lot of work to do, but like I, I had a little bit more free time. I was able to take a little bit more time for each assignment and kind of like actually learn instead of just like doing work, work, work. Uh, and now that I'm in my fifth year, I'm, I'm balling out. I'm barely in any classes.
0: Um, uh, <laughs> You are the king of campus,
1: especially if it's like taking off time to like work that kind of like is some in a field that's like related to your major. Um, I think that's exceptional experience, and I think it, it it's beneficial actually um, to like gain employment after you graduate.
0: I think so too, and I think that's a great perspective to have on it. Like I think that anything, I think that anything you do can be an asset. You know whether you want to pause and gain experience to try and figure out what you want to do or um try living on your own or um make some more money for school like you know I think whatever the reason is, or if you just want to break from school and you want to go back home or whatever it is like I think that all of that is just fine and like as someone um I did the opposite I graduated early from college and I don't I mean I don't regret it but I don't feel like it gave me any like boost in life or anything um and I feel like people put way too much emphasis on that when, like, honestly, nobody cares. Like, jobs don't care, but also, like, other people don't care. Like, you know what I mean? What you're going to get at, like, you, the difference isn't going to be that much. So it's like, you might as well do what you want to do while you're in school.
1: There's a lot of situations that you're in only once uh, and, like, kind of being a, being aware of that. Right. Uh, I know sometimes, like, that kind of seems like a little bit like, holy shit, I'm only here once. Like, I better make the most of it. Just exploring it to, like, the fullest that you want to do like i think that's making the most of it like there's there's really no pressure into like being the cream of the crop or or whatever
0: i feel like people spend so much time like in high school i spend so much time being like i can't wait until i'm in college but it's like i don't want to spend like all of my life just counting down for another phase or something else like i would rather try (laughs) to enjoy it as is um and like the you'll get there like you're gonna get to that next phase no matter what like that's guaranteed you're gonna get older and you're gonna move on to other things so you might as well like try and have fun Mm -hmm. like you were saying. Augustine and I met freshman year of college and at that point you were notorious for making wine in your dorm room.
1: Yeah oh my god that was great.
0: Um. Yeah can you just talk about like your thought process about like all the interesting things that you kind of get into and explore and like kind of how I don't know what how what your take is on like just trying new things and like throwing yourself into them.
1: Yeah, so a lot of the things that I do is like sometimes like can be seen as like the hard way of, of doing something. So like making wine in my dorm I can you can buy like super cheap wine and like it's it's fine. But like can I try to make it work like myself and like you know, um kind of explore that avenue and just be like, Can I do it? Um and it was just kind of fun and like then you also have like a product at the end to like show people like, you could drink it we had fun what else like you could drive across the country but then you, you miss a lot of things so why don't bike it
0: well it's such a good example the biking is such a good example of like it's not about getting from one place to the other it, if you just needed to go to seattle you would have hopped on a plane to seattle <laughs> like
1: like i was talking about before like finishing was like kind of like it was anticlimactic what was like climactic was all the things that we saw all the places that we went all the things that we did all the people that we met like that was like, cool part that Mm -hmm. was that was something that yeah i can get to play flattery sure whatever but like i can't stop in a small town like jordan and enjoy jordan Mm -hmm. and love jordan or sandpoint sandpoint's great you've got to go to sandpoint
0: (laughs) do you want to talk about your other grand adventure woofing in europe
1: sure i guess yeah between like freshman year and sophomore year i heard about this thing called woofing uh you work in exchange for like room and board but it's specifically working on like kind of farm or, like, kind of, like, on farming-related tasks. And you can do this, like, almost anywhere in the world. I was like, okay, cool. Like, where would I go? Well, I haven't been to Norway. So I was like, okay, cool. Norway it is. Um, and Norway is, like, kind of expensive. So, like, doing this in, like, kind of, like, an inexpensive way where like I don't have to pay for any, barely any food or, like, uh, lodging, it's perfect. Um, so I on the website, you can, like, read all the bio, bios of, like, the, every, like, family that you would stay with. Like where they're located, whatever. I found this great um, couple that like recently bought the farm. It was like honestly like very like fairy taley. We were working like a good good bit of the day, but then because it was a summer in Norway, it also was like didn't really get dark. So like after we were done working, we we're like okay, cool. Like, what's next? Let's get let's get going. Mm-hmm. Um, so we did a lot of hiking. We saw like a lot of wildlife, like moose, foxes. Um, we went into town one day, so the city that they're closest to is called Trondheim, and it was really fun just to, like, kind of explore the city. Um, there's a huge cathedral, so we went in there, a lot of history, crown jewels of, like, the old, like, Norwegian king and queen there, like, under, like... Oh, whoa. Yeah, like, it, like, it's basically, like, that's in the jail cell while you're standing on the outside of it, so you can't get to it, but they're very sparkly.
0: Did you say the jail cell? Yeah,
1: well, so, like, because it was, like, they don't want people to steal it, right? So they, like, put it behind bars to protect them.
0: Yeah, I just like that instead of using like a glass case, they like put them behind iron bars. I don't know. I get it, but it's it's funny.
1: Oh, there was this really funny thing. I, there's a video of it like around the internet. So there is like this like huge hill in town. It's kind of like a novelty, but also like kind of useful. And basically, like uh, if you're biking around town and you want to go up this hill, it's kind of like a pain in the ass to get the bike up. It's super steep. <laughs> um, but there's this like little device where you like you push a button and you like put your your foot right beside it and this like little thing that comes and cradles your foot and like pushes you up the hill it was really hard to use like i tried to do it a couple times but like i never got it but i saw people that did it and like it was like super fun because like you're just holding onto the bike like pushing back against your foot and it just like shot you up it's it's really neat and it was just, it was just so pretty. I highly recommend woofing literally anywhere.
0: Woof is an acronym, I should say also. Yes. <laughs> so when people say woofing, it's like, it's like whatever organization of working organization of farm, you know, something like that.
1: <laughs> Worldwide opportunities on organic farms. That's what it is. I've heard like a couple like kind of like bad stories, but like, if you like kind of like look around and, and like read all the bios. Yeah,
0: definitely do your research. Yeah,
1: um, obviously do your research and like, so actually I sat next to a kid on the first day of class and, and one of my like fun classes for the semester. He was like, I was like, well, what'd you do this summer? he's like, Oh, I was like farming. And I was like, Hmm, this sounds familiar. And I like poked a little bit more <laughs> and, and it turns out he was wolfing over the summer and I was like, no way I wolfed too. He's like, no way I had, I like never met anyone else who wolfed. And it was like,
0: that's so cool. Where had he been? He was in Oregon. I really admire your emphasis on like really getting to know, the, like, individual people and places instead of just being, like, I want to go to every major city or, like, you're, like, you're not just, like, oh, I want to say I've been to Norway. You're, like, I am going to talk about this specific town and, like, get to know it.
1: Some trips are different. Like, I think the bike trip, like, I saw a lot of places and, like, really, and sometimes it was, like, a little shallow. But, like, with with those things, like, um, you're in one place for a long time. So that I, I was wolfing for three weeks and that's a lot of times, like, kind of, like, the the minimum some people allow you to stay a little bit less but um because part of it is a cultural exchange having that time really allows for that to happen um and so you, right. you really get ingrained in that in that society for a little bit
0: you've reached the voicemail of camellia please hang up and dial again For listening to this episode of Pick Up the Phone, our show would not be possible without the support of our amazing team. Our executive producer is Camelia Pastor, our audio editor is Camelia Pastor, our graphic designer is Camelia Pastor, our marketing team, Camelia and Pastor, sales and analytics, Camelia Pastor, and of course, this season's intern is Camelia Pastor.